You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hillbilly Youngins is intended for a younger listening audience. Hey, I'm Kristen, and Jerry and Tracy are my parents. Hi, I'm Dakota, and Jerry and Tracy are my grandparents. And And we we are... The Hillbilly Youngins. Hey guys, it's Kristen. And Dakota. And you are listening to episode 14 of Hillbilly Youngins. Or as Addison said this morning, Hillbilly Onions. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today, Dakota? I'm good, how are you? Why don't you tell our listeners what kind of crazy morning we had today? Oh wow, okay, so... I was sleeping. Every other person was awake in the house. And all of a sudden, I just hear mom scream, like squeal like a little, like a literal baby. Oh my God, how dare you? Sorry. And so I wake up, I go in there. Well, Addison actually comes into my room and she has like this heart, like this huge, like shape in her hand. I'm like, what do you have? And it turns out it was an alive bird. From the wilderness. Not so, like a pet one. And it wasn't dead either. So what happened was our cat, Freddy, he was outside, and there was one on the ground, and he, like, attacked it. And now there's a huge hole right under its wing where it split open, mm-hmm. and its muscle is torn. And Mom's scared of it. Yes, I am. <laughs> and um, I felt so bad for it. So we've kept it in a cage, and I really, really want to put stuff on it, but Happy said no. I do not do birds, for the record. You don't do any small animal. Well, that's true. But I or any animal birds. other than cats. When, I do not do birds, most of all. When I was growing up, mom and a former lover. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was the man that she was with before she met Jerry many, many moons ago. He had these two pet anim- oh, animals, um, birds. And I think they were like parakeet or something. I don't even know. And every time I would go upstairs and I'd have a towel on my head after I got out of the shower, <laughs> they would let them loose to fly around the upstairs. And these things, like, would come and attack my head. <laughs> I would seriously scream bloody murder and hi- hide in the bathroom until they would put them up. And ever since then, I have been literally terrified. It has been ridiculous. I have been seriously traumatized for the rest of my life. And then one time, I have another story. Sorry, oh my gosh. I... Bought the girls a parakeet because Dakota just had to have one for birthday. I did not have to have one. I actually asked for a bearded lizard dragon yeah, or I dragon don't lizard. Do lizards either. I yeah, don't she do doesn't do anything. I don't do bear. Well, I ended up settling for a bird because there is no way in heck I was going to do any kind of reptile. And you know, she knows that that bird won't ever trust us, and so we'll never have to touch it. Well, I brought this bird home. It was a little bird, uh, blue parakeet. We named it Sky. And I opened the box in which the pet store put it in. And this thing takes off. 
and it's flying around the room and I am freaking out so bad it I cannot catch it it just keeps flying up into the sky <laughs> I mean the you know the ceiling <laughs> and I I'm mean, like got a chair and I'm trying to catch this thing and every time I go to catch it it starts flying at my face and fluttering its demon wings at me <laughs> and I had to call mom and say mom would you come over here and help me get this bird up and she's like, Chris and April, I can't believe you're so scared of this bird. And then as soon as she got a hold of it, guess what it did? It bit the crap out of her. Only I told you, freaking devil bird. <laughs> <sighs> it died in like two weeks. Yeah, then it died. I don't know what we did wrong. We had well, really it was, bad luck. It was lowly, or lo- <laughs> lonely. That's why I died of lonesomeness. I thought maybe it died because I forbreezed your room or something. Really? Well, if we would have got a bearded dragon... Probably would still yeah, be alive. Kill that thing too. We're awful at raising anything. Well, only like yeah. really small animals were really bad. But if they're like big animals, somehow we're good at it. It's weird. Yeah. Well, how about we get onto the story? Because I'm sure we could ramble on forever. Oh yeah. For so real. Dakota, um, I did the research today, and I'm going to teach you a little bit about something that I learned, and it's called the Faulkner House Books. And what? it is a bookstore. We went there today. I know. We went to the bookstore today. We actually just got back. Well, not that bookstore in particular, but we went to Barnes & Noble. Yes. We love the bookstore. That is, like, our favorite place. Most girls are like, oh, my God. I'm going to go to the makeup store. And the mall, mall. And Sephora and Gucci. Oh, my God. So Parada. What does that like, even mean? Know. But we love the bookstore. <laughs> like We just go, and it's, like, heaven for us. Seriously? We're hashtag book nerds. No. Okay. Well, let me explain to you what the Faulkner House Books is, Dakota. Okay. It is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. Louisiana. Home of Popeyes. Popeyes chicken. <laughs> in 1925, a 27-year-old man by the name of William Faulkner rented some rooms in New Orleans French Quarter which was eventually used as a tiny bookstore. <laughs> this place is so cute. It it still stands to this day as a bookstore, and it is the cutest, quaintest little place ever. I want to go so bad. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Shadabba-dabba. William was born <laughs> in New Albany, Mississippi in 1897. He used his southern roots as a setting for many of his stories. He arrived to New Orleans in 1924 and moved in with a famous artist and silver designer, William Spratling. Spratling? <laughs> Y'all know how I am about pronouncing names. Good grief. Seriously. Based off his new living situation, he then used a New Orleans vibe for some of his stories and poems. He wrote his first draft of his novel, Soldier's Pay. He produced a book with his roommate called Sherwood Anderson and Other Famous Creoles. He also published multiple essays for a local magazine, as well as character sketches. Oh, cool. I am in no way, shape, or form good at drawing, other than dragons. I can all stick people and trees. <laughs> he later went on to write iconic novels called The Sound and the Fury and As I Lay Dying. And he even won a Nobel Peace Prize. Ooh. Once renting the rooms, he used it as a bookstore to sell first edition classics and even New Orleans City Guides. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. Today, Faulkner's house has been restored by Rosemary James and Joe DeSalvo, who live above the first floor of the bookstore. 
Many celebrities. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. Not beef and beef? You got something to say? Kidding. You know, chump. Yeah. <laughs> Many celebrities have stayed in the different rooms in the building of the bookstore, and it is said to be America's most charming bookstore. And it so is. Oh my god, I can't help it. I love it so much. You've never actually been there. Duh. <laughs> I'd like to go. However, with many old buildings, there can be energies that never want to leave. In this case, that would be William Faulkner. You have a man who was a passionate and devoted writer, so it only makes sense that his spirit would attach itself to that one place where his work was sold and where he put all of his time and energy into. Hey, look, read me a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so get this, this part's creepy. Some of the paranormal encounters with William involve pretty younger women. I guess William was a perv. Really? Anytime a pretty woman would start working in the bookstore, they would feel a hand caressing them. Ew. Ew. Old ghost man hands. Joan Williams, a famous novelist, said while she was visiting that she would smell pipe smoke. Even though there was no one there that smoked. So God, I guess I like ha- I hate that smell know, like so bad. Smell ever. So I guess like smoky tobacco smell or something. If it's like right in your face, you're just like, Oh my god, I wish I had something to shield me. I know, I can't stand cigarette smoke. I'm sorry, anybody out there that smokes, I'm just not a fan. Some people have even claimed to see an apparition of him at his writing desk, which is still located in the store to this day. That's really the only thing I found. I mean, obviously, not too much crazy stuff can happen because it's a tiny little bookstore. However, I would not want a man caressing my arm or something. What do you think, Coda? How? What do you think of the story? It was cool. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, yeah, that was cool. I would like to maybe get a book there. Did he write them all himself? Like all the books that are there? So. He, whenever he worked there, he sold his books that he wrote, as well as like guides to the city and stuff. Uh-huh. But now it's a bookstore owned by that um, that woman and man I told you about that lives upstairs, mm-hmm. and they sell his books, William's books, as well as you know other different kinds of books. But like his are the main ones that they sell. Yeah. So I mean. Of course, he's going to want to haunt that because that's his life passion. He was an author. I mean, such a great author that he wanted to know about Peace Prize. I mean, sometimes I feel like haunt isn't the exact word for every part. I mean, then haunt seems like just sh- something like a very devilish, creepy word. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a warm, loving haunt or whatever. Well, and, what would we call that word? A visitation. Oh, that was good. Very clever. Dakota, like I said, I know we said we love to read. Yeah. What kind of books are your favorite books? I'm reading, like, the best series in the whole world right now. It's called Warrior Cats. And there's, like, a bunch of different series. But they're, like, all tied to the same things. And it's about four different cats of clan, like, clans that have cats in them. Mm-hmm. One is River Clan, Thunder Clan, Wind Clan, and Shadow Clan. Mm-hmm. And, um... Um, there are a whole hundred different cats in there, and they live all in the forest. 
So that's kind of what that's about, and it's about how they're protect, like how they're protecting it. And there's also Star Clan, which is the warrior ancestors of the cats who died, and they can visit the alive cats in their dreams and tell them like prophecies of what's gonna happen. So the, I would kind of base my stuff off that. Do you think Freddy does this while we're not looking? That's what I'm kind of thinking. I mean, because he really, I mean, poor, poor bird, but he did kind of prove his warrior cat skills today. Sometimes when he looks at me, he has this look on his face, and it's such a an, a strange look. I either cannot tell if he's judging me, he's like, if he's plotting my death, if he is daydreaming of ways to hurt me. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, it's not a very pretty look. It's like if, if like if you had like an Elmo toy. Or, like, just, or a teddy bear. And you sat it up, and it was, like, looking at you. That's how it, you would feel. I mean, it's, like, smiling really creepy and just looking at you yes. all the time. Like, yes. That's exactly how it looked. I see you. He just looked at me. And all I want to do is love him. I want to love him so much. But it's weird, because he's, like, he hates me. Hey. Well, I like. He hates everybody. Oh, yeah. But Grandma. I like Stephen King books. You know those are my favorite. Yeah, I, she likes, like, mystery and a mm-hmm. lot of, like, scary books. Yes. I don't... I like mystery, but I usually... If it's, like, a really bad mystery book, there are a lot of those. So that's why I don't read a lot of them. Well, you know how much I love true crime. So I usually get a book on, it's like, different serial killers or Stephen King books or any kind of book that's, like, really, really scary... And I like non sorry to cut you off, but I like books about a whole bunch of animals because, as you all know, or if you don't know, well, now you do. I want to be a zoologist when I grow up, and I also want to like treat animals to heal them. Mm-hmm. But um, that would be a lot of years of college. You can do it. It'd probably be like six or eight years of college. It doesn't matter. It's worth the lifetime of doing something that you love and. Making a good living for yourself. Trust me on this one. Like, I would have, for my full-time job, it would be a zoologist. And then, like, a side part-time job or something would be, like, to work at an animal shelter. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, you would probably volunteer at the animal shelter. Well, I could also work there. Well, either way. I also like books on the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. That was such an awful awful thing and i just i don't know i really like reading books about it and learning about it mm-hmm. and i just bought this book today called the romanov sisters oh yeah i saw that yeah i'm not really sure she also got little women and little women it's <laughs> such a good movie oh my gosh the movie is amazing books are always better than movies i feel like in most cases well in some cases like wonder when i first saw the movie i was so mad because they didn't get the exact details. I was like, she was not wearing pink Crocs. She was wearing, like, sparkly shoes or something like that. Oh, my God. And it was ridiculous. And I was pretty mad. <laughs> You're silly. Well, Code, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. How, did you like the story? Yes. Okay. I thought you might because we're such book lovers. Seriously. It's, like, ridiculous. I know. And I hope you guys have a great week. And tune in next week for episode 15. We love you guys. See See you later. Bye. Kids, just a quick reminder that bullying is not okay. If you are bullying someone, you should be ashamed of yourself.
If you are being bullied, please tell your teacher, your counselor, or your parents. Remember to check out the website www.pacerkidsagainstbullying.org. Again, that's www.pacerkidsagainstbullying.org. Bye!